Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. We're doing fantastic. I'm so happy to have all of you here. Welcome. Thank you for coming, and we'll try and give you some good information. This is the first uh, probably of a series of uh, seminars that we're going to do through the ACB Diabetics in Action Group. We, we of course, have a uh, an ulterior motive in that we would love to have each and every one of you as a member, but you should get something for your membership, and hopefully we can show you that we have uh, a variety of things we can offer down the road. For this first session, we thought it would be good to chat about glucose monitoring. It's a, an ever-changing field, and uh, the technology is getting better and better all the time. So that's a good thing. And I wanted to begin tonight by talking a little bit about and taking questions from you regarding the LibraLink from Abbott Diabetes Care. The meter is not without its issues. Its accessibility is, is at best mediocre, but its functionality is such that we felt it was well worth talking about, and I thought I'd begin by sharing with you some of my own experiences as a LibraLink user. There are lots of different ways to go about this, and, and I'll share with you my way, and maybe some of you will want to share some of your ideas too. But I had followed the development of the sensor technology, the part of, of the Libra that actually senses your blood sugar level. When it came out, I knew that this was something I wanted to do. I was tired of test strips, tired of poking myself. I'm a Braille user, and uh, my Braille reading was beginning to suffer a little bit. And the other issue is, and some people may hate to admit this, I guess I hate to admit it in a sense, but I was not a great tester because I just didn't want to do it. Uh, it was hard to do. Uh, the results were, were varied. Uh, the Prodigy for me was always more difficult to use. I, for many years, I used the, <coughs> the Biosense meter and had a lot better luck with it got results that work a lot closer to my A1C than I could achieve with the Prodigy. So I was happy with the Biosense medical device until Biosense went bankrupt, which oh kind of put a crimp in my style. <laughs> I did have a lot of extra strips. I went through them ignoring the, the uh, use-by date, which never really seemed to matter. But for several months, I had not had strips on any kind of reliable basis. I hadn't really been testing all that much. Being a type 2, that's not the end of the world, but it's also not a good practice for a person to follow long term. When the Libre came out in its first version, and they've moved on to a new one now, but uh, when the first version came out, you know, because I am working and uh, because the expense was nothing like the, the Dexcom meter expenses, I decided to not worry about Medicare, not worry about what my insurance would cover. And simply, I went and bought the two pieces of the unit with my own money. The first piece is the reader, and the reader is what communicates with and gets the value from the sensor. The reader is a handheld device. It feels kind of like a typical blood glucose meter. In fact, you can put a strip in that meter and, and take a reading with the blood if you need to, if you're suspicious about the level, and uh, you can do that. 
but you put it near the strip, get a reading, and you're done. No, no blood involved 99% of the time. The sensor is a small unit. It's probably twice as thick as and almost as big as a 50-cent piece. It has a piece of adhesive on the back and a, uh, a needle. And it, it goes into your arm. It's extremely easy for a blind person to install. I never need help to install the sensor. It goes on the back of your arm, left or right. I prefer my left. Some prefer their right. I don't have any difficulty with the strip or with the sensor coming loose or banging it, whatever. Uh, some people do, and you can get a band and put the band around your arm where the strip is and tape it down to, to give additional stability for the sensor itself. A lot of folks do use that, and uh, you can get them easily online through a variety of companies. I won't talk about the first meter because it's irrelevant now. It isn't sold. And just to say that it could be used for a shorter number of days, and it took a long time for it to activate with your reader. But the unit you would buy today, uh, you get up to 15 days of use out of a sensor. And when you install the sensor and show it to either your reader, although today you can also show it to your Android or iPhone, uh, it takes one hour for the reader or the phone to get connected appropriately to the sensor, and then you're on your way taking a reading whenever you want to. You can take your own reading every two minutes if you want to. Uh, I don't do that, but <laughs> you could if you needed to for some reason. And an even greater beauty of this setup is that the sensor will take its own reading every 30, 40 seconds. I forget exactly. It's under a minute. And it will, when it's anywhere near your phone or the reader, simply record all the data it has gathered. So you get an incredible log to share with your healthcare provider of your blood sugar level. Uh, 24 hours a day, uh, I sleep near my phone anyway, so <laughs> it's in good proximity. To me, and uh, so I do have all that data. In the last few months, uh, the LibraLink software has been given a new feature whereby you can connect with your healthcare provider, in my case, St. Louis University. And I don't know how often this happens, but several times a day, it will, through your, your phone, connect to your medical provider who you've authorized and who they have, they have to send you an invitation you accept the invitation, then you go through about five or six steps with your phone to hook them up. It's not the most accessible thing to do, but once you have it done, it's taken care of and, and you're all set, good to go. Um, personally, I had to get a little sighted assistance to use it because the instructions on the website didn't match with how my phone was, was showing me the screen. But as I say, once I got it set up, it's worked fine, and I have a great conduit now between you know my readings and my endocrinologist uh, unit at St. Louis University. That's the medium-length story about the Libre. Um, as I said, there's another product out there called the Dexcom, and Dexcom some feel is a better unit. It it can do more reliable testing when your blood sugar goes very low apparently, than 
many feel the Libre can do. It, uh, it has a lot more alarms than the Libre has, but it's also a good deal more expensive. Oh, I forgot to mention the prices. I paid $85 for my first reader, and I've gotten every replacement reader as the technology is updated for free from Abbott Diabetes Care. And when the sensors came out, the early version of the sensors was $45. And the newer version sensors are about $65, $70 a piece, something like that. And uh, here again is a situational issue. Because I'm a type 2 diabetic and because I'm, I, I've been very stable, a little less so recently, unfortunately, but those things happen over time, as many of you know who are diabetic. Um, I haven't had to worry about testing every day. And so probably for the first year, I would use two sensors and then take a few weeks off and then go back to testing, take a few weeks off, go back to testing. I don't have that luxury anymore, as it turns out. So the expense has gone up. But uh, for whatever reason, uh, between my Medicare supplement and Medicare, even though I do not technically comply with all of the quote-unquote retirement requirements that uh, Medicare seems to have, my providers are getting paid for the strips for the most part. I probably have to pay about 20 bucks per, per sensor. So that's pretty good. That's a good savings, and I hope that continues. Uh, when, before I moved from a Medicare Advantage plan, there was a time for about nine months when Medicare Advantage through Blue Cross Blue Shield paid 100% of the censors. That's not true for me anymore. And it just goes to show you the vagaries of, of the medical marketplace in that way because it, it does seem to change, depends on the provider, depends on who you're working with, I guess. Chris, okay, you now. do have somebody with a raised hand. I don't know if you want to take questions or do you want to wait until after you're done? No, I'm, I'm essentially done with this part of the presentation. Let's have some questions. Okay, so uh, Guillermo? I think you just answered my question as, as far as the cost was concerned. And uh, so am I to understand correctly that the Libre does not offer any type of alerts as far as highs or lows are concerned? It does not offer alerts, no. You have to be proactive about your testing. Uh, the conventional thinking seems to be that as they send data back to your endocrinology people or diabetes health provider, that if you were getting into a bad situation, it would trigger them to do something on their end. I've never known that to happen. And uh, so, no, it, it does not have alarms like the Comdex does. Other questions? Yep, you do. Anne? Chris, I uh, don't like my cell phone, and I haven't ever found one that, that was really friendly. Do you think I could use ERA to read the reader? Yes. Hey, Guillermo, Guillermo, you need to mute yourself. You oh, I'm are, sorry. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Go ahead. Yes, I could I, do that. I have used ERA to read my phone, yes. To read and your reader? To, to read my reader, yes. Reader. Okay. Yes, I have. Um, with the phone, it really isn't hard, but I know what you mean. It's not easy either. You have to really work with it, learn to do it, and and it, it can be a pain. Touchscreen cell phones have not been great to us. You can also hook the reader to your computer and dump your log, and you can read the log in a, a, in a very accessible text format. Um, cool. 
but you don't have the immediacy there. Right. Of course, Anne, you know me. You know I'm not shy. If right. I feel I need to know what my reading is, I'll just ask anybody who I can Right. <laughs> I don't care. If there's somebody there, which there isn't at my house a lot of times. So. Well, that's a good point. That's a good point. But yes, Era Thank can you. help you with that. All right, and Joyce, go ahead. Hi. Um, I have two questions, I, and I think you started to answer the first one. I have been trying to find a way to do a dump of the data of the log so that I can print it out myself. It's, right. I can't find a way of doing that. Okay. Well, are, you're, you're a current uh, Libre user? Yes. Okay. And you're trying to dump it onto your desktop or your laptop? Well, yeah, either into Excel or something Word, something right, that I right. could then format and uh, print out because I'll tell you, none of the graphs are accessible. I know. I know. That's a real shame. They're not accessible. They're not they don't verbalize in any way. So if you have the Libre software installed on your computer, you can go to your files menu and arrow down uh, to, to export your, your data, and it will export your entire log into a file, every number horizontally in every, well, every line of your file is a reading. Right. Tell whether the reading is done by you or by the meter. But if you... Uh, just find the right column to arrow down in that log. It's just a straight text file. You can open it in Notepad. Or okay. Is it comma Notepad delimited? You can make it that way or you can make it tab delimited. Either way. Okay. But the so you have to have the software on your PC. You cannot do it directly from your phone. It, I have never done it from my phone, so I, I don't know how to do that. I think you might be able to, but the only way I found really successful was through my PC. Okay, because I've only been able to get like one reading if I try and do an export from the mm, phone. Really? Okay. Um, the second question I have, mm. have you been using the sensors recently? Yes. Have you found that where the needle component, you know, when you unscrew the first part and you put the second part on top of the needle, have you found that needle area where the needle's not secure and you basically lose the sensor when you try and push down? I've had a person or two tell me about that. I have never seen that. I don't touch any of the insides of, of the sensor apparatus. Uh, I'm wondering if what might, you know, when you, you have two pieces, yep. and you put these two pieces together, and as you turn the top piece there's a moment where it falls down into a channel and that's how you know you're ready to uh, to actually load the sensor into the applicator uh, I do try and be very careful to have the sensor and the applicator put together in just the right way so I might move it a little bit left a little bit right so that I'm confident it's where it belongs and then you just press down one good push and the applicator takes the sensor out of the other half of the uh, the, uh, the the unit right you probably know what I'm talking people who have yeah. never done it will not quite know but maybe you can get the idea anyway that you can tell when they're together but just give it one applicator, good press the part where the needle is mm-hmm and then uh, pull it straight out sit it, well no when I pulled the plastic off the top, Right. I found it sitting in there, not in its slot, before I even 
try and put the other part on top of it. So I was just curious if anybody else was finding that. I've never found that. Although, to be honest, I've never checked it because I don't want to mess it up. Um, well, I, I can hear it. So jiggling around, that's how I know. Right. And then right. I feel for it. You, okay. might ask, you might ask Abbott Diabetes Care if it's bad that it jiggles around. It may or may not make a difference. Well, no, it's that physically out of the slot that's there before I even try and put okay. the sensor onto it. Okay. I, I've never seen that. Okay. All right. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. are welcome. Nobody else has their hand raised at this time. Nobody else has their hand. I have oh. a question. Can I ask a question? I'm on the phone. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, and let's just be sure to people know, if you're on the phone and you want to raise your hand, yeah. you can do star mm -hmm. nine, and that will raise your hand from the yep. telephone. Thank you. I didn't oh. go over that. I didn't. Didn't occur to me. I didn't. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that. That's the first time right. I called in. So who's Go this? Um, my name is Diane. Hey, Diane. Hey. Um, I just got my Libre probably. Oh, it's been probably three months. Right. And I was afraid this was going to happen. I got it shortly after I got out of the hospital, and of course I was on steroids. I was taking um, pills before I went into the hospital. And of course, you take the steroids, and that really blows your blood sugar up. And I knew once I probably got off the steroids, my blood sugar would go way back down, which is what it's done. And I've been told that you have to be taken insulin in order to keep the Libre. Well, I don't dare take any insulin. Is this going to be a problem? Or, I mean, I really need to know where it's at because it's more dangerous at this point for as low as it gets. Right, right. Well, to begin with, you absolutely do not have to use insulin to make use of the Libre. The Libre oh, may fine. be more valuable to you if you're using insulin, if you're having a lot of highs and lows. But in your case, you know, you're right. The steroids, they're going to shoot your blood sugar up like crazy. And when you quit yeah. taking the steroids, it, it's going to react and, and come way down. Uh, the Libre will work just fine for you. In fact, I would monitor... And I know it will, but... I've heard that the insurance won't pay for it, you know? Well, that's a different issue. Uh, I, was, I was more addressing the, the medical issue about yeah. the, the Libre. Uh, technically speaking, if you are not using insulin, uh, in your Medicare would not cover the sensors. And some insurance won't, and some will. Uh, that's kind of an open, open book, depending on the company that you're dealing with. Uh, if you're okay. Medicare only, you'll have a problem. But as I say, we have a contact in ACB Diabetics in Action that can work with you and your insurance company and hopefully get you at least some coverage in that area. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm, you know, we'll wait and see what happens. Um, right. I don't know if my doctors can do anything more to help me out and push it, you know, so I can stay on it or... We'll just you know see, but if I have any problem, then some some um, people have been <clears throat> successful through their doctors. Some have not. Uh, mm -hmm. It just depends. All right, you probably do have another question. So. What I what I probably should do, I was going to do this at the end, but I'll do it right now in case some people leave. I am willing to uh, put my telephone number out on here or my email address and. Uh, in this way, it's easiest to get you hooked up with the contacts we have in ACBDA. So my phone number, please don't call me too late at night, 
415-775-6601. And I'll repeat it near the end of our program. My email is chris at mobline.org, C-H-R-I-S at M as in Mary, O as in Oscar, the word blind, B-L-I-N-D, dot O-R-G. Okay. Okay. Thanks. You're welcome. Who has another question? Nancy. Hi. Go ahead, Hi Nancy. There. Oh, okay. Um, I need to, uh, two things. It's my understanding that Medicare will not cover this unless you take mealtime insulin and you test at least four or five times a day. That is the um, technical rule. Yes, you, you quoted yes, it precisely. Because I have been trying to get this. It is the most frustrating thing. I take Felicity and Traceba, and, mm-hmm. you know, I don't qualify. I have written to everybody I can think of. Um, my senator, Susan Collins, who's supposed to be so great with diabetic stuff, she never even responded to me. Seriously. I wrote to the American Diabetes Association. They never responded to me. I mean, I just find this so frustrating. So the second thing I wanted to know is, and I, I think I heard you right, did you say that the cost is $70 a sensor now? That's about right. You see different okay. prices, different areas. Uh, people have okay. told me where they can get them for 65 Others have said they can't find them for less than 85 So that, that's kind of the top and the bottom margin there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you Nancy, so much, and this is a great show. Well, thank yes, you. Sir. What would you Nancy, recommend Nancy do? You remember the uh, company that came to the ACB convention? Uh, uh, was it last year? I think it was the year before. Let me get you hooked up with them and see if they can help you at all. Okay, we can try, but yeah. since I have, I'm a retired state employee and I have a particular insurance I have to stay with, Right. I can't leave that insurance. I understand. Um, yeah, so Your I don't know. Your options what they could be. <clears throat> right, right. Okay, thanks, Chris. Do me a favor, write me a real quick email, and, and I'll see what I can do. Okay, and thank you. You're welcome. If anybody ever needs to get a hold of like Chris or anything, you can also write to community at acb.org and I'll connect you. I can forward emails to Chris. That'd be great. Okay. All right. Uh, nobody else has their hand raised at this time. So in the, in the uh, promotion for the meeting, I said we could also talk about other methods for, for uh, taking your blood sugar. I know that continuous glucose monitoring is the, the in thing. It's a sexy thing right now, and I love it. I promote it whenever I can, but I think you know it would be fair to say uh, I've been in touch quite a bit lately with new people who are working at Prodigy, and I do think that it's fair to say, and and probably should be said, that Prodigy has done a great deal of work to improve the quality of their strips. Anybody who was a Prodigy user knows that for a while you could get all kinds of variants in your your blood glucose readings and it was a problem the fda just about shut them down for it for a while there were notices put out uh, warning the public about prodigy strips not a very nice place to be if you're prodigy not a very nice place to be if you're a prodigy user if you're relying on you know the data that you get from the strips but some of the people i knew from biosense medical moved over to prodigy when biosense went bankrupt some of them had been with Prodigy in the past, and I, I know them well. I trusted them at Biosense, <clears throat> and they have told me in no uncertain terms that the, the strip issue has really been addressed by Prodigy and, and 
should not be the problem it might have been for you two, three, four years ago. So I think that's, that's good. It's information that, that I wanted to share today. One of the things I had in mind to, to raise. Do you have a raised hand? A raised um, hand. Yes, you do. Go Let's go for so, it. So, uh, Guillermo. Hey, Guillermo. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, question, is the Prodigy voice still the, uh, the uh, uh, glucometer of choice as far as accessibility is concerned? I would think it's fair to say that it is, yes. It may not be the only talking meter out there, but it is the only meter who really talks uh, reliably mm-hmm. your logs, that, that speaks other helpful information to guide you through the testing process. Uh, I don't know of any other meter that really can compare to the Prodigy voice. Got it. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yep, you're welcome. Another area that we talk about quite a bit, and unfortunately there's no movement in, in that area, has to do with uh, accessible insulin pumps. Insulin yeah. pumps are key. We do have another raised hand, too, when you're ready. Some people. Sure. I wish I had better news, and uh, remind me to come back to that with regard to ACB initiatives. But, yeah, another question. Mm-hmm. David? So, Chris, you were talking about Prodigy, and I wanted to follow up um, with uh, Guillermo. Uh, just, just a quick question. Is Prodigy moving t- more towards a sustainable uh, glucose monitoring system, say, like the Libre um, as another, uh, I'm looking for more competition, maybe as more, uh, uh, just another method. Is that, is that what, are they moving towards in that direction? I would hope so. I, I don't have any information that would make me believe that's the case. You know, back in the day, oh, maybe 2008, 2009, 2010, Prodigy was bragging that they had a almost a working prototype of a talking insulin pump. Well, guess what? Never happened. Yeah. And Prodigy is more a company that uh, takes known technology, tested technology, gets FDA approval, and and uh, makes it available. The strips they can use today, because strip technology is not patented in the same way that it used to be, the expense of creating a uh, just a typical plain old blood glucose meter is nowhere near what it used to be. With only two manufacturers putting continuous glucose meters on the market today, it's a very different story. It's expensive technology. Mm-hmm. It's cutting-edge technology, mm-hmm. and your your Asian companies just can't be players in it. You have several raised hands now. Okay. So maybe you have people that want to chime in on this. Uh, sure. So Berlin. Hi. Are you able to hear me? Yes, we can. Yes. Great. Let's see, are you familiar with the NPEN? I-N-P-E-N, delivery system for insulin. I'm familiar with insulin pens for delivering insulin. I don't know anything about the in-pen itself, however. Okay. Um, Because of the pump situation, I had to Mm -hmm. go to pens, unfortunately. I understand. understand. But um, I am maintaining a pretty good control with them. Good. And in-pen is one of... Uh, just a few that are out there that will deliver in half unit increments. Mm. And the nice thing about the NPIN is that it has an app that will transfer your dosages to your doctor. Really? Okay. 
That sounds good. And I wanted to know, do you know any, I know I've heard of two, I don't know them real well, individuals that are, that are blind and are using the Omnipod hump. Yeah, I've talked to some people who are, but they're not, as, as near as I can tell, they're not really doing it very independently. Okay. And the insulin pump market is just in horrible shape today. The companies are coming and going. Medtronics uh, is, is experiencing a lot of financial issues and so forth. The one thing I can tell you about pens, probably worth saying, the FDA does not provide any kind of approval for a pen being usable by a blind person. And this has caused a lot of medical professionals to say that the pens are not approved for use by blind people. I'm sorry, but I can count a click, you can count a click, and to me that makes them usable. Uh, and I think that's something you need to keep in mind if you, if you need to administer insulin and work with your endocrinologist and so forth in that area. You'll get a lot more positive response from a diabetic educator to using an insulin pen than you might from your run-of-the-mill endocrinologist. So bear that in mind if it's something you, you need to know. Yeah, I find them very accessible. Yeah. Um, initially, when we realized that I would no longer be able to use a pump, mm -hmm. uh, my endocrinologist mm -hmm. of seven years said, I don't know what we're going to do. And of course, I broke into tears yeah. because yeah. I'm on such a minuscule amount of insulin. But mm -hmm. we've worked it out, and the needles are much better than they used to be. <laughs> well, they good. don't hurt nearly as much. So good. there's good. hope there. Yes. Thank you. You bet. Thank you. All right. And Joyce? Uh, sorry to go back uh, again. You glossed over the Dexcom. Uh, do you, by chance, know cost, length of time for the sensor, and um, anything else about a pros and cons? No, I don't. Um, and I, I mean, I, I have some thoughts about it, but I would prefer not to get into it since I'm, I'm not schooled in the Dexcom. Uh, I thought about getting one. Um, in general terms, I think they're similar to the, the Libre in terms of the length of time you can use a, a patch. They use a patch instead of a, a sensor, but it's the same idea, basically. It's just a different feeling of material. Um, I've never tried to become an expert in the Dexcom because it's just too darn expensive. So it's, it's twice more to three times as expensive as the Libre. Okay, that's what I was looking for. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Wes, you're next. Okay, Wes, what's up? Yeah, I own a, Pro a Prozzy Boys. And I heard you mention earlier that those are known to have unstable verbal reading. But using mine, and I've been taking my fasting reading in the morning, and it seems to be pretty stable. I've been doing writing the high 130s, 140 there for a while. Lately, I, last time I used it, I've been doing like the one teens. And it mm -hmm. doesn't seem like they're bouncing all over the place, like it's pretty consistent. I mean, what is this about the prosy voice having, you know, like ir irrational or, or variable readings? How long have you been using the voice? Oh, it's just a few couple months now. Okay. The, the strip issues with the voice were three, four, five years ago. Okay, because it's trying to maybe, long. Go, maybe it's been a while now since I got this. But yes. yes. So okay. like, probably not before, you know, December. So uh, mm -hmm. yep. I what, I was, 
What I was trying to say is that for people who may mistrust the voice because of past experience, they seem to have improved a great deal. Okay, so probably this like so that's an older model or or was the strips that were the problem? Older strips. Yeah, uh, strips uh, that were manufactured with bad quality control. Okay, these might be newer strips that I probably got. So uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, and as for the needles, if you're talking about the lamps, I know this so it's a lot better. Like when I use mine, it doesn't feel like it got this big needle stabbing. <laughs> uh huh. The lancets yeah. have gotten a lot better over the years. Though so sometimes I like I mean it like crazy, get a drop of blood out though. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know that can be tough. Anyway. Okay. Net or whatever you call it, back to the conference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right, and now uh, we Ver, Verlin has another question or comment. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I've been using the Dexcom for um, about three years now, and I'd okay. be happy to talk to anyone who would like to about that. Um, sure. I'm happy to give them my phone number, and I'll do that in just a minute so people could get ready. And then the other thing is the Prodigy I've been using for years and years. And occasionally it will give me an incorrect reading. So what I'll do is I'll take another two readings and average them out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure. Because sure. it'll think there's enough blood on there and I know darn good well right. there isn't. <laughs> sure. Like, yeah, I know. 36. I know. And I'm going, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, my phone number is 940 Four four eight two, and we Just, actually do have sensors. Oh, they do. Okay, and how long do they last? Ten days. Ten days. Okay, okay. And all Good. of my supplies are covered at a zero cost to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it just has to do with your insurance, obviously. But my, I do have a Medicare Advantage program. Right, right. Yeah, it's amazing how the plans change so much. It's crazy. True. Okay, thank you. You bet. Thank Hi. you. Appreciate and the input. Somebody with the area code 407, your turn. Hi. Um, two things. Um, my name is Shirley, and I had a comment and a question. My comment is if you, know, if you really um, are wanting the Libre, and obviously I know uh, Chris said he would uh, assist people, but I will, will tell you that you <laughs> might, might have to uh, work a little bit harder for it. Don't give up right away um, because I had to appeal and between a, um, a, a pretty tough, hardworking person at my doctor's office and me having to write a letter saying why I needed it as a blind person, I finally did get some assistance um, from uh, our insurance for it. Mm-hmm. So like I said, don't get too discouraged too quickly if it's something you want. Um, And my question to you, Chris, is there's been some talk off and on at various times about, um, you know, Apple maybe um, coming out with some kind of an an app or something like that, you know, um, with the Apple Watch or one of their devices. Do you ever hear anything about that? Is that something they're still working on? Or do you know anything about where that's going, if anywhere? Well, Shirley, I haven't followed carefully the ins and outs of who is working on on the apps. I know the Libre app works on iPhones and and iPads, I believe, and it works on Android phones. As to the involvement of Google or Apple in the creation of those apps, I don't know. Um, My impression is that they're being developed either by Abbott Diabetes Care 
or a third party working very closely in conjunction with Abbott Diabetes Care, not by the computer manufacturers themselves or telephone manufacturers themselves. Okay. I was just kind of curious. I mean, it, it mm-hmm. would be wonderful, obviously, to have something like that in, in an item that, you know, you're just wearing on your wrist or whatever. I've never right. had a real desire to buy an Apple Watch, but that would get me there. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. So, I was just uh, kind of curious if you knew anything about that at all. So thanks very much for doing the presentation this evening. You bet. Thank you for coming. All right. Uh, Fran. Hi. All right. Hi, Chris. Um, I have a question about the – you said the, the Libre app is accessible with, with, app, with the iPhone. Yes. It works with the voiceover? Yes, that's correct. So when, you take, when you're taking your – you're reading with the sensor, it actually verbalizes it? That's correct. Uh, I haven't used it with the Apple, so I can only tell you my Android experience, but mm-hmm. they're really similar in talking with, with iPhone users. Basically, you run the app, and there's a button you'll find on your phone, and it said it'll say, ready to scan. Tap that button, then put the phone right by your sensor, and it reads it. Then you got to do some touching around on your screen, touching here, touching there until you find the place that actually has the number that you want. And uh, you'll know it because it's a standard blood glucose number. There are some other stuff on the screen, some hexadecimal readouts and stuff like that. But you'll, you'll find the number, and then you'll know what your reading is. Yeah, it's, it's actually out for me, but it, um, we're just trying to figure out with my, for my husband. Um, uh-huh. He's used to Prodigy Voice for years, and... The strips got very flimsy. Mm-hmm. He was not getting good readings and, you know, just a lot of false information. And he got very frustrated with it. And, and then when we heard about this Libre, we were thinking, well, this would be great. And then, then we mm-hmm. found out it doesn't talk. And it's like, well, you know, so. Um, it, it will talk to you through your phone. Through the phone. That's not, that's yes. not, so that's all we have to do is fight with the insurance. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> good luck. All right, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Fran. Thank David. You, so, Chris, how do you clean the Libre sensor, the, the meter itself? Well, the, uh, the meter itself, uh, as I said before, you can use a, st- a standard Abbott Diabetes Care test strip and take, take a test using blood if you're not believing the reading from your sensor. I beg your oh. pardon, Chris. I, I said, how do you clean the, the, uh, the device, the reader? Yeah. The, 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 um, the Libre, Libre reader. Yeah, you don't need to. I mean, you just take a damp cloth and, and wipe it off, but it never comes in contact with blood unless you do a blood test. Uh, and I, I carry mine in my pocket. I carry it in my coat. I might wipe it off sometimes, and that's all there is to it. Now, the strip... The sensor itself is always on the back of your arm for that 15-day period. You can bathe with the strip and even swim for up to a half hour. And if you, you know, clean it along with your arm or whatever, uh, you have no real hygiene issues there, and you'll be just fine. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, you do have another another hand. Just one. Up. Let's have one or two more questions, and okay. then I'll go to my last remarks. Sure. So. Greg? Um, here's my, my ignorance 
I'm not a diabetic, but I have a goddaughter, a best friend, and two other friends that are. Um, the Libre is measuring your um, your body fluid at this point and not blood. Is that a correct statement? The Libre does not enter directly into your blood system. It takes subcutaneous fluid that has been approved by the FDA as being equivalent to a blood measurement with, say, a 10 or a 15-minute delay. That was, that was going to be my question. I was wondering how far behind is the delay from an actual blood sample? From what I've read, it's supposed to be about 10 to 15 minutes. So if you're, if you're starting to get high, you would, um, you'd be in a safe range to, to catch it in time before it got too high or too low. I think so, yeah. Okay, thank you. I do, sure. All right, and that's it so far, Chris. So go okay. Ahead. Yeah. Well, so as I said before, you know, not to uh, uh, beat the drum too too loud here or anything, but I sure would like to promote to all of you considering membership in ACB Diabetics in Action. If you write me an email to Chris at Mobline.org or give me a call or or give write to what is is it Community? Yeah, just Community at ACB.org. Write write them. We'd love to get you hooked up with membership, and of course. The unspoken issue behind all this is the true accessibility of blood glucose meters, of continuous glucose monitors, and insulin pumps. And one of these days soon, our fingers are all crossed, the artificial pancreas, which is a combination of all those technologies. ACB is working every day, and I mean that sincerely, to create a situation where the manufacturers of these products are required to make them accessible to blind and visually impaired people. We're working with the Food and Drug Administration, we're working with the manufacturers, and we're working with attorneys to press the point even more vigorously and annoyingly to the manufacturers uh, down the road if that's all we can do to get action. We need the blind community to step up and help with this, uh, show up with your memberships, show up with your petitions, and do what you can with all of us to create the right kind of environment to make manufacturers decide, just like TV manufacturers did and uh, set-top box manufacturers did, to make their products truly accessible to blind and visually impaired people. we need to do that. I want to do it, and I'm asking for your help to do it. And ACB would love to have all of you as members. You all have something to contribute. Uh, I'm very sincere about that, and we'd love for you to do it. And think about it. Come to our next presentation, and we may even have more next time because the next time we're going to get together and talk about food, not just food, but good food uh, to eat and good for your blood sugar levels as well. So we'll bring that on in the next two, three weeks. And Cindy, thank you very much for your help getting this to happen today. Uh, You're welcome. You're welcome. So uh, Chris, do you mind sharing how much is dues in ACBDA? Dues is $10. What a deal. It's a a heck of a deal. That's that's less than a dollar a month when you think about it. So we have a newsletter, we have discussion groups, uh, our board meetings are open. We advertise them. All are welcome. And uh, so we'd sure love to have you. 